Podcast. We're sitting here with a music therapist. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Amon Bashir. One of the co-hosts of this podcast sitting here with me is Keegan On and Rob Attrell. Uh, I said sitting here twice, but yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, a good way to start. So, uh, Kate, music therapist, uh, how are you doing, first of all? I'm great. Yeah? How are you? Good. Awesome. Kate Morin, by the way. You just said music therapist, and then you moved yeah. on to us. That's true. I did. <laughs> Kate Morin. It's a shaky start. <laughs> but you know what? Let's not restart. Let's just uh, keep it going. All right. <laughs> All right. Kate Morin, how are you? Great. Yeah? Kate, uh, I want to jump into our first segment here. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is going to be we, the worst. We, ha- we ask our guests every week to rate our, our host's intro. So this week was, uh, we charged them on with... Uh, Introducing the show, mm-hmm. and we would like you to rate him on a scale of one to ten. For our own personal records, we do performance reviews every once in a while, and it's good to just have uh, some accountability for mm-hmm. the guest, uh, the host, uh, preparedness. All right, I think I would give him on a six point mm-hmm. six seven four. That's very generous wow, of you. So- that, that Very is, precise. That, that is by far the worst <laughs> introduction I've done. It's so funny because every time we do this intro, I, I find I have a technique and I do the same thing. Keegan typically does the same thing. And Rob wrote a script for all of us that none of us use except for Rob <laughs> yeah. that he used when he, we finally let him host once. Um, <laughs> but uh, so this time I was like, all right, how do we mix it up? And I was thinking of... Uh, I don't know what I was thinking of a CBC show where it's like, oh, they introduce a guest first. Let's do that. And uh, it, it it was a disaster. Backfired. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was a disaster. But you got it. That's okay. You need to try these things. Yeah, you That's, experiment. It. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll take your 6.674. Six, six, seven, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that for memory? That's good memory. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. I'm impressed. I didn't even hear the decimal. You're up to 6.675, six, I think. <laughs> 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 so before we jump into music therapy... Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, sort of how you got to where you are today? Sure. I am born and raised in Ottawa. Oh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah. And uh, so I lived in Canada for a big chunk of my life. And right. then when I was 10, I moved to Wapoose Farm, which is a farm that provides vacations for people who can't afford them. And it's run by volunteers. And the volunteer families normally live there two to three years. So this is what my family did. We moved to the farm. There were three host families. And it was kind of there, I think, that I got mostly exposed to working with people and helping out. And it was great. I was kind of a shy kid, but my dad forced me to go, you know, every new batch of cottagers, I'd have to knock on the door and be like, hi, I'm Kate. I live in cottage number seven. If you want to come play with me, I'm always around. So that's kind of where it started. And then um, I wanted, and then after the farm, we moved to Bell's Corners, where, which is where I met lovely people such as Keegan and Anna. (laughs) And so, yeah. And um, so we lived there. And I always thought I'd go into the health sciences, and then I started taking singing lessons. And then I was like, nope, scrap that. I'm going to go become a singer. So I worked on that. And then I went to school, and I was like, whoa, what am I doing? I do not want to perform for a living. And then I took a music therapy course because I was short of credit, and then realized it was awesome. It was like what I really wanted to do, and... I felt excited and I switched courses. Like I switched from performance to music therapy within the first couple of weeks of that class. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, so, sorry, you lived on a volunteer farm? Like, yeah. Can you talk about that? I don't understand. So, that. yeah, um, this farm was established by the Oblites, who are a group of priests, I think, basically. Okay. I don't totally understand, but. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they established this farm, which has seven cottages on it, and there's a lodge and a pool and a barn and a basketball court that gets turned into a skating rink, 
And it's mostly for families who can't afford vacation. So the, fa- the single moms, the families who are on welfare. So at the time when I lived there, they could come for a weekend for $25 and have a cottage. But it's a safe space for their children to run around. Wow. And there's crafts and we would do things like sleigh rides or hay rides and organize sports and they could go swimming and it was a community it was a support system some families would come with hardly any food so we had uh, food donations and on every Saturday because it was established by um, it was religious like the no it didn't matter what religion you were you could come without religion but there was this pray work and play motto so on Saturdays the whole Wapus community so People that had lived there in the past or people who had come in the past, we would have mass and potluck and activities. And so people could come. They didn't have to contribute to the potluck, but mm-hmm. they could come and be in community and have a support system. And right. Yeah, it was a pretty special experience. And your family lived there full yeah. time? Like- yeah, we lived there full time. My parents both continued working like their oh, normal wow. jobs Holy. and would come home and help maintain the farm, um, you know, Mowing the lawn, feeding the animals, mucking the barn, all that stuff. And then at the same time, you know, organizing the cottages and the weeks, there would be different. um, And then every time there was a new group of cottagers, a host family would come who would help the farm families just, you know, because it it takes a lot of people to run it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, but it was a really great experience. I wouldn't trade it for anything. How old were you at the time? Uh, it was from 10 to 13 years 10 old. 10 to 13, three years. Yeah. Wow. And is that farm still like, yeah, functioning? It is. And it's cool. A lot of a lot of high schools, like St. Mark's High School and different places where maybe the teachers are familiar with the farm, they'll bring their kids to volunteer and do some work. And it's right. a great facility. That's amazing. Nice. Yeah. How many cottages are there? So, yeah, there were seven and the farmhouse. <laughs> And there's a lodge, which is like a big um, communal space. And I think now that there's a building that kind of serves as like a chapel. Okay. Um, but that was after my time. Okay, that, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have, have you been back since? I've been a couple times, but um, not too much. Uh, I guess, you know... It kind of, things change with time, and then I have this kind of idealistic view of it, my 10 to 13-year-old view. I met one of my best friends there, and then you go back, and you're like, oh, everything's different. It's not the same. But it's still functioning. There are still people there. They still do the same great things. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. How, and, and just one last question: How yeah. did you how did you find the people, or, or, or how do, how do people sign up? I guess like, like yeah. Well, my dad, when he was eighteen, went and volunteered there. He lived with the family who was living there at the time, just as a farm helper. Right. And so he knew about it ever since he was eighteen. I see. And then so we were one of those host families for a few years. Ah. And so you're just kind of part of the community, and then you apply. Okay. To okay. become one of the families. That makes sense. So there's a pre-screening process on yeah. those. And, uh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. I okay. had no idea. Uh, so that eventually brought you, you know, back to, like you said, Bell's Corners or wherever. And yeah. Then, uh, and then you, you got into music therapy eventually. Yeah. Uh, so what is music therapy? So music therapy is, like, very broad of definition. Because yes. it, it, it's quite diverse <laughs> in its functions. But sure. it's using music and its elements to accomplish musical and non-musical goals. And okay. it's also about um, forming a meaningful relationship with your client. And so you're using music and that relationship to accomplish the goals that... You have set out, and it's also facilitated by an accredited music therapist. Okay. So what are examples of goals somebody might want to achieve using music therapy? Well, it would depend what your population is. And that's the great thing about music therapy is that it's not a therapy that needs to be on its own. It can accompany other treatments, or for some people, it is the only only treatment they need. Um, So we work with any population, you can have anything from 
babies, like with developmental delays, all the way to the geriatric population, to palliative care, right. dementia, and everywhere in between. Uh, I work specifically, not specifically, but mostly with um, children and adults with developmental delays, um, children and adults on the autism spectrum, okay. and youth at risk. Okay. And But there are music therapists who train out in different techniques with music therapy and they can work on stage fright, performance anxiety, depression, mm. um, depending on how much training they've done, working with post-traumatic stress disorder and physical goals for people who have had strokes or cerebral palsy. So right. it can be, so you can have goals such as um, increasing movement in the left arm so okay. it could be as specific as that sure or it could be creating a meaning meaningful moment in someone's life for some people huh. that really you're they're living in a group home they're nonverbal. um they may not have much in terms of relationships the staffs come the staff come and they go um families come and they go but you're that person that comes every week and you get to know them, you connect with them and you have this great relationship and you do it through music and playfulness and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Kate, is there, are there areas that music therapy has been um, shown to be the most effective or like uh, anything specific that you can think of? Yeah, so there are definitely in our society, it's that qu quantitative. That's what they're looking for a lot of the time. Yeah. Music therapy has been used um, pretty successfully with brain injuries because oh. music's one of the only elements that our brain processes all over. Um, okay. So maybe you injured uh, like one part of your brain, but those connections with music, you know, uh, it can bridge the gaps that neuroplasticity, it helps with forming those new yeah. um, pathways. So that's one area that definitely cool. has, like, there's quite a bit of research going into it. Not in Canada per se, but they're working on it. Mm -hmm. um, so brain injuries and also with, um, well, it's used extensively in um people with de developmental delays. Mm -hmm. um, and that's everything, all sorts of goals, cognitive, physical, emotional. It's just su super well-rounded. And yeah. everyone, like, really responds. Not everyone, but most <laughs> people really respond to music. That's amazing. Yeah. And also um, youth at risk, people who are um, in and out of jail and stuff like that there's music therapists in that degree where they're providing um a resource a positive resource either as a way to work through things or to provide them with a tool for um coping so instead of maybe going out and feeling whatever that stress is instead of going and turning to drugs or drinking or whatever it is they have that other resource, which is music, and it's often in the form of you know, learning the guitar or writing music or right. anything like that. So it's really like it's super well-rounded because right, music, yeah. you can listen to it, you can dance to it, you can write it, that you can um, feel the vibrations of it. Right. And it's melodic and it's predictable and it's pleasant and you're not like throwing, you're not putting, this is, I think though, most people think, oh, what do you do? You play like Paco Bell's Canon and right. you make me feel better. It's definitely not like that right. because if you don't like classical music, it's not therapeutic. So you're going to go out and you're going to meet the person. You're going to find out what they like, what type of music. So with some youth that you meet, you know, they like that heavy rap that's really kind of violent and stuff. And instead of turning it away and telling them that it's that you don't like it or that it's bad. You want to listen to it and kind of try and get where they're coming from. And then maybe, you know, maybe then you would work towards finding more rap that maybe has a more positive, less violent message, but they probably connect with that mm. music because they've had a, a rough upbringing. So it's like really important, like to listen to what they're listening to yeah. and really get it. And instead of pushing it away because then like you're, that 
not working on the relationship. Right. Yeah. You have to validate the person. Th- that that makes a lot of sense. I yeah. Mean, it, you know, if somebody tells, just in general in life, if somebody tells you not to do something, it's just like, well, I mean, in some cases you just want to do it more or something. But if you, if the person tries to understand mm-hmm. and, and sort of directs them in a, in a different you know, direction, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Very cool. And also, too, a great thing is that it it, it can be nonverbal. Yeah. So if someone doesn't want to talk about their feelings or someone can't express themselves verbally, it gives you a way to communicate without words. And it's, um, yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. I love it. That is great. I don't know if you mentioned this, but you do this in Halifax, correct? I do do it in Mm -hmm. Halifax. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's actually quite a great population of music therapists in Halifax. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because um, there's only five universities in Canada who offer a actual program in music therapy that's accepted by the Canadian Association for Music Therapy. And Acadia is one of them, and it's in Wolfville. So because of the influx of students who are so close by, I think that there's quite a market of music therapists. And uh, it's great because the more more people there are practicing or offering free services because they're students, then the more people know about music therapy, and so you get more clients. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So in that realm, how popular is a weird word for this, but how popular is music therapy in you know our society? Not very. Although I I really think it's on an influx. It's really only been around since the seventies in Canada. Oh. So really, it's it's still in its baby stages. Yeah. Um, but not a lot of people know that music therapy is out there. If they do know about music therapy, they don't understand it. And then, um, then, and people don't necessarily know if it works, you know? So, and then it's not, um, a profession that's yet recognized by the healthcare system. So it's not, you know, you're not going to go to your doctor and they're not going to say, Oh, well, I'm going to write you a referral to a music therapist because, They can't. It's not recognized yet. Um, And that, I think, will come with time. uh, With Like anything. Yeah, with anything. Just like occupational therapy. You know, never used to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it wasn't recognized. And now it's given. Every uh, treatment team is going to have an occupational therapist on it. And, uh, yeah, so it's not quite there. But amongst the people who know music therapy and who see its functions and how great it is, it's super popular. Like, easily, I could be, you know, the highlight of my client's week and therefore the highlight of their parents' week because they see that their kid, like, that is what drives them through the week. Of course. Yeah. That's interesting. So in a way that you compared it to occupational therapy. Mm -hmm. So occupational therapy, from my understanding, it was... uh, know it's doing something that was previously only really done by physiotherapists i think mm-hmm. so what is the physiotherapy to music therapy you know you know what i'm saying like what is the the the, the accepted form right now and recognized by healthcare systems that maybe is not completely covered but those who might benefit from music therapy go go towards you know i don't think there is an equivalent and not, i think all, that's eh? why music therapy is so special is because there's nothing else like it that's interesting there's nothing else out there where um people are paid to take the time yeah. to just be with that person but also like not only on a like physical level but also on an emotional level and you know um that's the beauty of it like yeah. That's really what I think drives a lot of us, yeah. a lot of us who are practicing. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it just make, it makes kind of intuitive sense to me that music therapy would be really successful because a lot of people, even without necessarily going to visit a music therapist, they've had experience where music really helped them through whatever situation they were mm-hmm. trying to deal with. So it makes complete sense to me that having it in a formal sort of a formal setup where you're with someone who knows what they're doing and and how to administer the proper therapy would be even Mm -hmm. more successful. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Um, Like here in Canada, we have a governing body. It's called the Canadian association for music therapy. And we're 
we all go through a process. We do our undergrad or a certificate program if we already have an undergrad and something else. Then you have to do a thousand hour internship. And then after that, it used to be that you wrote uh, a case file. So you would write a case study, you would write your personal approach, a resume, summary of your, um, your internship sites and stuff like that. And then it would go through an accreditation board. It would get reviewed. You'd write an ethical dilemma because we have an ethics board. Right. Like yeah. we're, um, which is very important, yeah, I think. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but now it's an exam like they do in the States. Okay. And they just brought that in this year. And, but that being said, um, there are lots of people out there who use music as therapy. They, it's just not termed music just therapy, sure, course, you know, yes, but yeah. there are lots of people out there, like you were saying, who music is therapeutic for them and they, or people are administrating music in a therapeutic way. Sure. Um, because that's what, like, that's what music can do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay. Um, why don't we jump to a segment? Sure. First. Let's do it. Um, do you want to do this Beavers then? No, I think you should do this Beaver's Den because it's your idea. That is my idea. I feel like I'm doing a lot of the talking. So, right. I'll, King, I'll intro Beaver's yeah, King, Den. Yeah, you can explain it. Beaver's Den is um, a segment akin to a shark tank or a dragon's den. Um, but it's called Beaver's Den. Okay. And uh, Uniquely Canadian. So we, so we have uh, uh, one of our hosts comes up with a brilliant idea. And then uh, the other hosts and our guest... Take turns berating them. Yeah. Tearing down the idea. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Okay. All in good fun. So I'll, I'll come up with the idea then. All right. I came up with the idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my idea is this. When you travel, you know, well, at least when we were younger, we would, uh, I mean, obviously photos are very important. That's how you capture your memories. And uh, it's, I, I don't know, I mean, cameras on phones are okay. Actually, they're, they're getting better and better. But yeah, back yeah. in the day, we used to buy the disposable cameras, which I believe are still on sale. Uh-huh. I think you most yeah. get them. Okay. Yeah. I, I just don't know where to find them. But uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my idea now is that be, with everything being digital, why not have digital cameras that are also disposable? Hmm. So you take your pictures, you you upload whatever you want to your computer. That way you don't have to go through the whole process. But, you know, maybe you have your better camera at home. You don't need this. You toss it out. So this would be like for vacations instead of of bringing a camera for vacations or, or, you know, I don't know, like, yeah. I mean, whenever you might buy a digital camera, I mean, a disposable camera, just buy one that's, that's digital. Throw it out. What's the advantage here to just using your good quality your photos? Phone? Yeah, better quality photos. What what kind of price point do you have for these? Probably something like five hundred dollars. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and this is single use. That's yeah. maybe not one photo, but one. As set I started of explaining the idea, maybe maybe there's a bit more work that's needed. Yeah, Cause, well, because the the but but the, the concept of having a disposable that okay, maybe not. That ridiculous. I'm being I'm being silly. But let's say p- people don't have camera phones, for example, or they don't have the newest. They don't. Oh, what if your e- phone is still, two or three if, years old? When, like people still buy. There's still a market for disposable cameras. Yes. Yeah. Probably. There, there must yeah, be. There, right? must be. Right? there must be. Right. People right. love that. Now yeah, on the ca- on the table. Yeah. So for the people who are buying those anyway, they clearly don't have phones that they're ca- that are capable of taking the quality of picture that they want. Right? In theory? Sure. Yes. I think well, you're why doing this marketing trick where you try to slowly get us on board and saying yes yeah. to things? <laughs> but what, so. My concern is that disposable cameras were notorious for taking bad pictures. Mm. So what if you had digital cameras that are notorious for taking bad pictures? That's very hipster. That's what Ooh. I'm saying. Appeal to the hipster crowd in go. that case. There's your market. There and you then go. for the other people who, like, you can take the exact same quality picture. It doesn't matter. It's just get rid of the processing part. Like, 
Don't wait the, the week or how long, how long does it take to process pictures? I think it's like uh, one it hour. It takes like less than an hour if <laughs> yeah. you go to the instant kiosks. <laughs> if you pay express. There's like yeah, a, I guess. But I guess it, this right? camera yeah. could take away from the need to put a filter on with Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it will already have that kind of hipster look to it. Exactly. And you can upload it to your computer. That's what I'm saying. Get rid of the digital cameras. Have something like this. You can keep it if you want. Or you can just get rid of it. I guess it's good if you're in a city and you forgot your camera. That's and you're one like, reason. Oh to buy no! One. Yeah, I can't afford to buy a new camera, so yeah. I'll buy this five hundred dollar disposable digital so, camera. So maybe not five hundred dollars, <laughs> but yeah, something like something that could be yeah. I mean, a really poor quality phone, uh, 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 camera phone, for example. Uh, take that camera. Yeah, and and and. Use that as sort of your, your your base, and that'll be the quality that you can expect from these digital disposable cameras. Just it's easier. You can you can bring it to your hotel computer if you're on vacation. Mm. Upload it. Do whatever. Is, That's my idea. Is the selling point that it's expensive and takes bad pictures? Not, not expensive. Forget the five hundred dollars. That was a joke. But oh, good joke. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. What kind of price? You, like if it was ten or fifteen dollars, yeah. I could see a market. That's, for that's it. what I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. like like. Obviously, it won't be a, a buck like uh, like the disposable cameras, maybe. But uh, I don't think they were. Ever yeah, they were never a dollar. They're they're pretty. They're they're they're, same. Maybe now. But they like, are. are they? Uh, have you they're ever like had a disposable? Probably like seven ninety nine or something yeah. like okay, that. Okay, so there you go. So let's say seven ninety nine. Maybe not seven ninety nine. Maybe ten ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the cost of creating it. But yeah. I mean, oh. and what's your slogan going to be for these? Ooh, we do need a slogan and a jingle, even. Yeah. Well, yeah, create a I mean, jingle, you're, please. You're the musician here, Kate. So I don't know if you can come up with the jingle, but uh, my slogan would be um, upload it and throw it away. <laughs> upload it and throw it away. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. The idea is good? No, the, no. Uh, the slogan is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds also kind of like we might be causing more waste for our planet that we're trying to get less waste in. Yeah. What if, if it's you could recycle? Yeah. I mean, yeah, throwing it away then. Yeah. It's, not it's sort of like batteries. It's still, yeah, you're just still disposing of it. Yeah. Like so you're not supposed to throw away batteries. You're supposed to, you're supposed to recycle them. Right. Are you? Yeah. 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 Really? There are battery batteries? disposal How do you places. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I put mine down the drain. What? <laughs> like cut them open and pour it? Yeah. Oh dear. That's the only way. Anyway. So I think the moral of this story is... It's a good idea. You just need to get yourself a digital camera yeah. or use your phone. Yeah. And take a bad picture. Or just be rich and buy di- disposable cameras and throw them... Yeah, I mean, uh, true. Digital cameras. Digital cameras and throw them away anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good Re- option too. Really, my goal You here- can get some pretty cheap regular cameras and then just throw them away. It's not, it's not a bad idea. It's the same yeah. concept. Yeah. My, my goal here is to get rid of disposable cameras. I don't like them. Oh, okay. and I, I don't think... <laughs> you want to make them digital. <laughs> exactly. Vendetta. Like, like regular you, disposable cameras. You could, in theory, have a disposable camera that just has a uh, CCD as the image capture device on a digital camera. Sure. You could have a disposable camera that has one of those. And so rather than taking a picture on film that you then develop, it would just take a digital picture and then you could... Put it on USB, like would have a USB connection. That's exactly Ooh. what my idea was. That's exactly what I've been talking. about. I don't think it is. No, I don't think that's what your idea was. <laughs> it is because you're taking a disposable camera and you're making it digital. That's what you just said. You wanted a digital camera that was disposable. It's the same thing. Uh, There's no difference. You explained right. it differently. You used a fancy word. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, that's the idea. Okay. So okay. anyway, if, if you want to invest in this idea, you can email them on at. Mail at ottawapodcast.com. Email us. We're a team here. Well, <laughs> Don't address, just use address it to Amon specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Make him read it. It's true. Okay. <laughs> well, that's something. Uh, Kate, when you are back in Ottawa, mm-hmm. like right now, are there things that you have to do or like places that you just have to visit or that you do every time or most times? Um, well, I used to always try and congregate at a local bar in Bell's Corners called the Cock and Bull. Oh, yeah, Cock and Bull. It has many fun... We have many fun memories, mm-hmm. my friends and I. But it's gone now. So that's kind of oh. sad. It's a new fancy restaurant bar thing. 1951. But I don't think it'll compare. Yeah. 
because the cock and bull was grungy and dark and dingy and no one went there. So it was awesome. Is it related at all to the cock and the lion? Because it sounds exactly the same. I don't (laughs) think so. It's It's dark, dingy, nobody's there. Like a a grimy British pub. Uh, They pick two animals and they name it that. Whatever Mm. it is. And that's in Bell's Corners? Yeah. Um, But mostly it's seeing friends and family. Great. I try and make my rounds at least once, if not two, three, four times. A lot of times. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't know, I'll often swing by the Bell's Corner Starbucks because I used to work there. Oh, yeah. And try and see okay. if people are still there that I know. Stafford. And are they? Uh, a couple, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Not been. a lot of turnover there. How, how, no. long, how long has it been since you worked there? Like, I feel almost two years. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you notice any big changes when you come back? Or is any, anything Huge you changes. As, as different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of. Of new buildings. Yeah. So ah. many box stores. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's probably because I come I'm coming from the East Coast, which mm. is small and doesn't have very much money, so it stays right. pretty much the that's same. That's true, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And you know, are there areas of Ottawa outside of Bell's Corners that you, you know, Visit, like, for example, uh, I, I know people who just like, you know, just to walk down into the Glebe, for example, people Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just sort of whatever, whether it brings them back or it's, it, it, there's something about it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the Glebe. I do like to go down to Bank Street and just walk along it. Okay. And okay. Uh, there's that coffee shop or their bakery, coffee shop, restaurant. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, Francesco's. No, it's the Oats Place, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Wild, Wild Oats. Something? Wild yeah. Oats. Yeah. 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 I love swinging by there. Oh, All right. Yeah. They have delicious food. I'm putting a plug in for them right yeah, now. Yeah, that's great. What, what? They also serve, or at least last time I served, they served Just Us Coffee, which is um, coffee that's roasted. It's fair trade and delicious coffee that's um, from Nova Scotia. Right. And they were the first fair trade coffee roasters in Canada. Okay. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, what kind of food could you get there? You can get uh, lots of delicious baked goods. They have gluten-free options. They have vegan options. They have vegetarian options. They have delicious curries. Amazing brunch. Great. Smoothies. Mm. And I think they might make their own. Oh, yeah, they most definitely make their own bread. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. They're very cool. So, okay. yeah. Okay, so there's a Glebe. Any other places that come to mind, or is it just... Uh... Hmm... Well, no, no pressure. I just thought I'd. Uh, I do like making trips out to uh, the Gatineau Hills. I know it's not uh, Ottawa, uh, but it, I just still feel like it pretty much is. Yeah. And I really love Wakefield. Oh, okay, good stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so I'm looking through the list of topics that we, we were mm-hmm. talking about, and I'm here, I'm seeing Heart Sparks. Yep. What is Heart Sparks? Heart Sparks is um, the company that I work for. Um, it is a group of guessers. Sorry, my (laughs) brain isn't working right now. There's four of us who work there now. We're all music therapists. Um, we all really get along. Mm -hmm. Technically we're all self-employed, but HeartSparks contracts work to us. And it's great because it comes with an awesome reputation. We're all very similar in our approach. And so if we have a client that maybe doesn't fit into our schedule, we can guarantee that um, if we suggest another one of our music therapists to the client, that they'll be getting the same quality and experience. We're all really silly. (laughs) We get we go there, (laughs) which is a big part of our job. Um, And it's awesome. And we all like hanging out, which is also great. And we all have big dreams for the company, for music therapy. And we also get um, quite a few interns and practicum students. Great. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I, I wasn't sure. I saw Sparks and I thought it was related to Ottawa. Yeah. Now it seemed like that transition was a terrible seg- like segue for me. <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah, it's something to do with yeah, Sparks Street. Street. Yeah, yeah. I completely messed that up. But anyway, that's a fascinating thing. Yeah. Uh, so how can people find out more about you guys? Um, well, we have a website, 
It's HeartSparksMusicTherapy or HeartSparks.ca. Sorry, we okay, also have a. Ours all the time. <laughs> we also have a Facebook page. Okay. And a Twitter account. Okay. Although I'm not on the Twitter, <laughs> uh, I think the Twitter tag or whatever it is is at MT or Music HeartSparksMT. Oh my goodness, I'm making all these mistakes. <laughs> That's okay. That's no one's okay. going to be able to find That's us. That's what I have here is HeartSparks MT. Okay, HeartSparks yeah, MT. Um, but yeah, our Facebook page is great. Uh, we'll often post either highlights from our actual clients that we get permission to post, of course, sure. yeah. or we'll post um, clips or news articles about other people doing pretty amazing things, different stories, okay. and also about events, upcoming events. I see. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What, mm. what, what are the kind of highlights that you'd talk about? Like, what, what kind of highlights would come from a music therapy session or with a, a client? Yeah. Um, I guess success stories, um, like our one of our music therapists, Anna Plaskett, she was working at the Sagewood, which is a... Um, retirement home and she was working with a man and they discovered I think he was pretty quiet but they discovered that he had all these poems he'd been writing poems forever and so she took his poems and they wrote turned them into songs and then she had a a pretty sweet hookup and um, got him into the recording studio his whole family came and they recorded his songs. Oh, very And cool. it was just like one of those amazing things where this man had never probably thought anything would come of his poems. And right. he was able to see them come back to life through song. It connected him with his family. Mm. It got him out there. Yeah, he, really um, at the March for Dimes, they had like a um, battle of the bands and they had an opening show. And I think he did some of his songs he performed them. Wow. So like this is bringing uh, new creativity. It's bringing um, some success to someone who probably really never thought anything else was going to come in his life because that's often what happens as we regress and sure, sure. stuff. But it was amazing. So it was, you know, there was a news article written about it and a clip about it. So we post that on our yeah. website. Oh, that's <laughs> that's a pretty cool. awesome success story. Yeah, I'd wow. say. Yeah. Very cool. Or the CBC, you know, sometimes they do pieces. Uh, and so that's always cool. We'll post links to either their, the radio show or yeah. the news clip or. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. That. Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you do any music writing yourself or do you still perform at all going going way yeah, back yeah i wish um, <laughs> i have never written songs i was a classical singer that's ha- what i was trained in and so i i think i have my own fears and it's funny cuz you're able to go there with someone else but when it comes sure. to yourself it's still it's still intimidating mm-hmm. sure, so sure, yeah. it's something i would like i would also like to do more music but I've only been in Halifax for a year and a half and, you know, it's getting your feet grounded yeah, and getting course. comfortable in your career, yeah. making sure you're doing a good job before you start those other things. Of but course. it's definitely I'm missing, <laughs> missing that creative process. Right. And from, you, you perform here in Ottawa? I used to. Yeah. Used to. Well, I used to do like not like super big performances, mm-hmm. but I had a pretty sweet singing gig at the Basilica. Oh. Down on Kent Street. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a fun space to sing in. That's cool. And I did a couple operas. Actually, when I finished my degree at Acadia, I did a hour solo recital, wow. which was fun. Really? I did it for fun. It was a lot of work. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Just yeah. an hour um, of singing? Just an hour of singing. Oh. But I would like to get more in touch with my folky side because oh, that's oh, what I listen. I don't sit and listen to classical sure. music. I sit and listen to <laughs> folk. <laughs> yeah. I would meet a fiddler pretty easily in Halifax or out east in general. Mm-hmm. There's a huge... <laughs> the amount of creative people on the east coast blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. That's great. Cool. Uh, if I wanted to see somebody perform, you know, classical singing uh-huh. here in Ottawa, where would I go then? Um, 
Hmm, that's a good question. The NAC. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, they, have, they filter through a few good performances. Um, I'm trying to remember what the uh, Ottawa Opera Company is here. It's been so long. That's okay. Um, but anyway. there are there, there are, are small opera companies here. Is that right? And there are lots of musical groups too. Like if you're looking for more music theater, yeah. And I would probably get in touch with the university. Ottawa U and Carleton both have voice programs, oh, and cool. there are always students performing, mm-hmm. and always students looking mm-hmm. for performing opportunities. So yeah, that's interesting. Qantas yeah. Music Festival, I guess. I don't know if you can just go watch as a bystander, but I'm sure you could. At least their final concert. Sure, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's cool. I, I had like there are all these little pockets, uh, you know, in terms of communities within Ottawa that yeah. I just yeah. don't have any yeah. exposure to, and that's one of them. Yeah, I feel like there's a pretty good, um, especially here compared to Halifax, yeah. in terms of classical music. There's a lot more. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, very cool. Uh, let's jump to another segment. Uh, <laughs> We'll make this the speed round. Thanks. <laughs> so uh, the speed round is uh, exactly what it sounds like. Just a series of questions. It'll be fun. No okay. pressure. And if for whatever reason you don't have an answer, you can say pass. Okay. Uh, and yeah. Don't rely on that, though. Don't rely on that. Keegan's going to try to stump you, but okay. yeah, don't fall for it. Exactly. Okay. Phone. I'm locked out of my notes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, is that right? Password. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I had to right. think of some. Oh, that's- no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you still writing down your your questions? Yeah, I just go back and I oh, like, you rehash say ones. old ones. Anyway, we're, we're forcing Keegan to improv, but improv. we'll make Keegan go last. So, Rob, okay. why don't you start uh, and start the clock at the same time? Yeah. All right. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, uh, mint chocolate. What's your favorite age? Um, seventy-three. Are you left-handed or right-handed? Left. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your all-time favorite Christmas present? Oh, all-time favorite Christmas present. Um, oh, no. Pass. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't have favorite presents. I don't uh, need presents. Favorite uh, hair color? Bright orange. Bright <laughs> I'm not orange. very good at the speed round, right, guys. Good. Least favorite sports team? Sports team? Leafs. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ooh. I'm not good at picking favorites. These you are can hard just questions. Pick one favorite. I really like Finding Nemo. Okay, nice. which which of us has the best left eye? The best <laughs> left eye. Okay, yeah. everyone, look at me. I don't think that's your left eye, Keegan. <laughs> well, maybe your left eye. Okay, um, I'm gonna I say I'm gonna say I'm on because he's right there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what would you never do? What would I never do? <laughs> Rob a bank. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh. What what music genre would be your ideal therapy music for yourself? For myself, probably somewhere along the folk lines or gangster rap. Nice, of course. <laughs> yeah. If you had, uh, if you won a lottery, what would be the first thing you buy? The first thing I would buy would be a trip or a coffee. Yes. Coffee first to Game plan trip. Right. Yeah. Nice. What object can you not live without? Um, my guitar. Yeah. Mm. What's your favorite season of the year? Ooh, fall. Nice. Uh, what is your most recommended Ottawa restaurant? Mm, I can't think of one, so I'm going to say the one I went to this morning. The, oh my goodness, my brain is, <laughs> this is too much pressure. <gasps> Baker Street. Oh, okay, <laughs> On Ridgeman okay. Road. Okay, there we go. It's delicious. <laughs> I like it. Really cool. They have all sorts of band posters, like the Stones and right, the Beatles. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. I feel like you guys were just thinking of different ways to say favorite. I was, yeah, like, I know. Just trying not to say the actual word favorite. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was the concept. I really have a hard time picking favorites because I always end up feeling like I, once I pick one, I'm like, no, but yeah, I really yeah. love this. So same with like colors. <laughs> Can't pick a favorite it's good color. That you, it's good that you pass then because once you say it, it's binding for life. I know it is. Yeah. This is like on the internet. Yeah. That's yeah. forever. <laughs> we, get, we get messages from guests afterwards being like, actually, my favorite thing is this yeah. and they like correct themselves yeah, like yeah. a bunch of different ones yeah we had that a few times so for the record Kate doesn't have favorites there you go hmm. but are we your favorite favorite Ottawa Ottawa based podcast 
You're the only ones I know, so yes, you're my yeah. favorite. You could have just said yes. Important caveat. <laughs> yeah. Well, what if there were more, and then I would be breaking my rule of That's not true. having favorites. Yeah. There is another one. Oh. At least one. Well, I won't look them up, Don't. so that you guys Thanks. will forever no see my favorites. No one looked them up. <laughs> <laughs> anything. We're the only podcast. Yeah. We'll cut that. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so this episode is going to air on New Year's Day. Mm. So I know I'm going to ask you this ahead of time. Yeah. But what are your let's well let's all What's talk about What's your favorite New Year's, New Year's resolution? <laughs> what are <laughs> <laughs> no. do, you, do you have New Year's resolutions that that sort of come to mind whether they repeat from last year or in previous years or if you have new resolutions like what what's coming to mind as the New Year's resolution for 2015? My New Year's resolution for 2015 is um well, I've been kind of I've been applying for my master's and I moved to Halifax and got a new job and was working on that. And it's kind of you're working on all these things for your career and to better that side of your life. But then you kind of leave behind other parts like, um, you know, getting out on more walks and more hikes. And I really my focus for the new year going home after I handed my master's application is going to be to just be and just yeah just Just be (laughs) just be i just like want to wake up and go to work and then if i have a break be like oh that looks like a really great smoothie shop and have a smoothie and just like be just yeah in the moment moment, yeah. yeah all right yeah um how about you guys keegan do you have one uh probably play more video games that's a good one resolution yeah you don't do that enough, so it's good to know. make sure you focus on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Get better at jujitsu. I keep I was, I was talking to uh, my wife about how like it's almost been a year since I started, and I was just in like a sparring session where we just like all spar with each other in a row, and I just got like crushed like an hour straight. Oh, and, oh and no. tapped by everyone like three times. That sounds terrible. And I was terrible. like, it's kind of like I should beat someone, right? Like yeah. after a whole year of doing something. And so uh, I think I just have to be more, I have to be more, you know, at the mm. gym and like think more instead of just being a brute. Mm. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So maybe be, be less of a brute. Less of a brute. Be and, more badass. Yeah, exactly. Maybe spend more time with my guinea pig too. <gasps> We've been spending a lot of time with him over Christmas. I'm like, I like yeah. him and he's noticeably more relaxed and oh. just like a, a play toy. So and I think when we, you know, when we work and we go to the gym and we do this podcast, and I have a lot of time to spend with them. I think it's a good thing to practice spending time <laughs> with other small things or making time in your life. All For right. the small creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's Impregnate my wife. That's another resolution. Oh, no. That was a segue yeah. to... Yeah. Having babies. Yeah. Take care for of the small things. Make time for them so that I can make babies. Oh, okay. Anyway. That makes sense. You're right. <laughs> we should point out that Anna's sitting here listening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, my resolution this year is uh, like, a, I guess it's a, I tend to like think of myself as better than other people. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to put a twist on the old, uh, like I don't really want to go to the gym, but I want to focus on eating healthy and uh, just we just got a blender, so I'm looking to juice. Yeah, like do the juice craze. No, not necessarily juice. No, I'm not going to go crazy on anything. <laughs> but uh, just like trying to eat, uh, trying to have healthier things. Like I, mm. right, yeah, and focusing on trying to wean myself off. Like you tend to get into the thing where you eat too much uh, at a single sitting, mm-hmm. and then like you're just full for the rest of the day. Uh, I'm going to try to. Small portions. Portion of, control. That's but the best. Just eat pretty much PC. all day, but a little bit at a time. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, that's great. <laughs> cool. Um, my, I think my resolution is probably spend a bit more time with family. Mm. I'm, like, this past year, I've been pretty bad for just staying in Ottawa. And, like, I have brothers here, but I just don't, uh, you know, I I didn't go home that much. And I I have three sisters and, and now a nephew in, in Toronto. And uh, I, I mean, that's not far away, mm-hmm. but I still mm-hmm. didn't, I haven't been in, uh, in a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I, I want to do a bit more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, 
Yeah, I I think every year I I say I want to eat healthier, and I'm I'm getting healthier and healthier. But I, I I do a lot of the. I think it's because I do so much. Like right every day, there's something right. So after work, yeah, uh, I I'm either rushing a meal or I'm eating really late where I don't want to make something big, and I just need to take some time. Whether I make a mass amount of meals on Sunday or something, just mm-hmm. I need it. I, mm-hmm. I should eat healthier. Uh, and, we and less probably all processed. should. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's it. So that's that. Uh, yeah, that comes to mind. Yeah, all right. Good one. Good resolutions all around. Yeah. Good job, team. And you know, I think next week, maybe the week week after, we have productivity expert Chris Bailey, who's going to be on the show. That's you know, right. We can talk more about resolutions and how you can reach your resolutions. Right. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's we'll see if any of us have failed already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um. So why don't we finish off the podcast with? I know that was sort of like a round table of questions, but we're, I want to give you, Kate, the opportunity to ask us a question in mm-hmm. a segment that we don't use that often anymore, but yeah. it's called I Ask the Questions Around Here. Okay. So uh, do you have a question that comes to mind? Yeah. What's your favorite, favorite thing? <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Favorite, favorite thing? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, I, can I start? Yeah. I think my favorite, favorite thing is my favorite kind of pizza. Which Ooh. is? That wasn't the question. Oh. Well, now I'm kind of curious. <laughs> That's okay. We'll address that later. My favorite, favorite thing is asking people what their favorite, favorite, favorite things are. Whoa. Yeah. My favorite, favorite thing is my new OnePlus One but telephone. What? Cellular oh. telephone. What? It's so sweet. That's and a real what? one. Yeah. And I'm honestly, like, just my cell phone in general. I know. People get a lot of flack for being on their phones all the time and stuff, yeah. but it's just the best. You he has like, an excuse now. You have the whole it's world, true. you know, in it's your true. hand. You have the it's internet. True. I have like video game emulators. Like I have like a whole PlayStation in my in my in the palm hand, of your you hand. Know? Yeah, any game I want to play, any information. All my friends are in here. Can, in there, I can message right. them anytime. We've we've lost. Yeah, we, that's what happened. Yeah. 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 Okay. And what's cool. uh, your favorite favorite thing? Uh, my favorite favorite thing is not having favorite things. Ooh. I don't know. Ah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Is it, but that is that technically a favorite thing? I think so. It's, your oh, no. it's up to you. <laughs> You're stuck here. Things to Can't pass on that. Well, I have to figure it out. All right, like calculator in there. Yeah. Stop, stop. Yeah. We, <laughs> we don't, we don't care. You convert currency. So, okay, to finish the podcast, <laughs> yeah. uh, is there anything you want to plug, first of all? Music therapy. Okay, music therapy, as well as probably Heart Sparks, right? Heart Sparks, Canadian Association for Music Therapy, right. the Canadian Music Therapy Trust Fund. Okay. And Ottawa. I'm putting in a plug for you guys. Oh, <laughs> that would have been a good time to cut. But, yeah. I know. Okay, well, anyway, I appreciate the plug here. <laughs> you, could, <laughs> you could, well, Keegan, where, where can uh, they find us? You can find us at ottawapodcast.com on the internet using your smartphone. Your one plus one, if you have one. Rob, where else similar. can they find us on the internet? Uh, they can find us on Twitter. I think. Does OnePlus have a Twitter app? Uh, no, they do not. Oh, <gasps> no, they do not. Oh, good. Cool. Android. So you can find us on Keegan's phone uh, at Ottawa Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Facebook, we are there. That's probably where you saw this. Maybe. Or a we podcast have, thing. People subscribe to this as well, and then uh, yeah, Stitcher Radio as well. And yeah, so we'll finish it off with Kate saying auto what in any way you want. Auto what?